atmosphere around here and it's also a party atmosphere because well this is the first show that we've done since the Celtics got knocked out of the playoffs that's not the party the reason for the party LeBron James getting swept in the NBA finals is the reason for the party I couldn't have been happier with that result Mr. Calvin Chamberlain my co-host as always this is Careless Whispers on CLNS Media what's going on man it's been a while two weeks Oh, only two? It seems like it was like twenty-two. A few. Um, I said a few weeks. Uh, Our last show was these, was May twenty-second. So, I think you said two, and I was like, "Whoa, that's that's uh, better than I expected." No, no, a few. Uh oh, we got we got some break, we got some breaking news, Ray. Breaking, we do have some breaking uh, news. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did you hear about this breaking news? I uh, just, since I was just on Twitter, making sure that everybody realized we were starting this show now, um, I did see this breaking news. I assume it's it's what you're talking about. And uh, to anyone that uh, thought the San Antonio Spurs were the model franchise, I think you should probably have a conversation with their superstar player, Kawhi Leonard, because it has just come out that he has requested a trade. So there's been a lot of speculation recently in the past couple of days about how the Celtics made an offer for uh, Leonard during the season before the trade deadline. It was declined, and no, there was no counteroffer sent back to them. Now Leonard is saying he wants to be traded, and uh, that every anytime a, a player says that, their value just tanks, right? And the, the team that that has him has the X player now is in a place where they're not going to get as as much back for that player as they would had they just dealt him before teams knew that he wanted out. So if this is indeed true, that Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio, it's not a good look for them. But I, the talks are open again for the people around here about whether or not the Celtics can go get Kawhi Leonard and whether or not they want him or you would want him as a fan, etc. So with that breaking news, I guess that's where we're going to start today. And we'll take your calls as well if anybody's hanging out in the afternoon here. 323-642-1484. I'm not not surprised by this. Are you? Uh, I'm a little bit surprised, yeah. I mean, uh, Kawhi may or may not have been on the agenda today, but my my sort of thought before, right, I sort of expected – look, I know this has sort of been – in the winds for a minute, right? The the notion that like Kawhi was unhappy in San Antonio, but I sort of just expected the Lamarcus Aldridge situation times two. He's so quiet. I don't know what his person. I can't get a read on him the way I feel like I can get on so many different dudes. And like, you know, you, you know that I've long been uh, 
a fan of making predictions on the show and then gloating when I when inevitably I'm right. Well, I mean, sometimes I'm wrong, but for the most part, I feel like I'm I have a pretty good track record of being right. But with Kawhi, yeah, I didn't get one feel for him either way, and I sort of sort of felt like ultimately Popovich's ability to you know, bring guys back into the fold would, it didn't seem like he was ever the problem, you know, to begin with that he had problems with team doctors. And then I just assumed that that kind of thing is the kind of thing that like, because he was still going to be okay with Popovich and the power structure that inevitably he would end up going back to San Antonio. And I, I really didn't believe in the fire with Kawhi Leonard. I'll be honest with you, but I guess I was wrong. I mean, honestly, I I believed it for some reason. I I thought that there was something up with this guy. I didn't think that he, I I don't know what, I couldn't, I would never be able to put a finger on it or tell you what the reasoning is or what he's thinking. If there was a dust up with Popovich or someone else in the organization or what have you, maybe he just doesn't like the city. He doesn't like the way they're playing. Maybe he was insulted by the fact that they brought in LaMarcus Aldridge or whatever. I I don't see, there's a million things that you could list to be the reasoning behind him wanting this trade. But it just doesn't surprise me because of all the rumors that were happening when he was saying that he he didn't want to play. And it, whether it's the doctors or, or the coaching staff or, or anyone else in the organization, the owner, what, maybe he doesn't like the fans. Who knows? On down the list, come up with whatever excuse or reason you want for uh, Kawhi Leonard to be t- requesting this trade. And it still doesn't surprise me because of – everything that happened this past season and his injury and only playing nine games and uh, being unwilling to play when he was told that he was physically fine. seemed like a, a, a mental block to me. And that was screaming that he just didn't want to be there and that he didn't want to play for them. Even though he never came out and said that he never uh, indicated that either way, nobody ever really did until now, but there's something going on behind the scenes there clearly at this point that we just don't know what it is. So that's why I'm not surprised. I am kind of surprised that San Antonio didn't find a way to move him before this ended up happening, because this isn't the type of thing, unless he just made his decision the last couple of weeks, this is not the type of thing that an organization just doesn't know about before it comes out like this. I kind of doubt that he just, went to a reporter and said, you know what? I haven't told anyone but but you. This is what, what I want. I want to be traded from San Antonio. So that's the part that's surprising to me is that San Antonio didn't find a way during the season, even though he was injured, to, to trade him before before now. And I, I still think that, especially now that he's saying he wants out, they could have gotten a better value for him had they pulled the, the trigger on a deal at the trade deadline, uh, as was reported. Right. This is it's, it's, that's an interesting thought. I just I don't I don't see how they could have possibly like they move him at the trade deadline when he was on an Achilles, hadn't played all season, but came back. You know, uh, wait, it wasn't Achilles; it was a quad. I'm sorry. Uh, came back. Uh, you know, played a couple of games and then left. And like the extent of his injuries were a mystery to everyone. Like you're you're saying like they're not going to get you know fair value for him, but I don't think in that circumstance they could have possibly gotten fair value for him. And like even if they even if they knew he wanted out, maybe they thought because again, because of his personality they could re- and because of Popovich, they could reel him back in. I think the Marcus Aldridge thing, like that being out there had to probably give them confidence that like, yeah, we can we can do, you know, the same thing with this guy, but I just don't think 
I just don't know what the market for him would have been like in season trading for a guy who's injured, uh, especially when nobody knows what he wants. He's go, you know, he essentially is going into the last year of his contract because he wasn't going to play uh, last year, or at least like that was the thought. Nobody knew right at the time of the trade deadline. You're going to give he he makes twenty million dollars a year. Like how many teams are in a position to give up twenty million dollars of salary in a scenario for a guy who might not want to play for your team? Because you, you haven't even mentioned the other part of this Kawhi Leonard story. Not only does he want to leave San Antonio, where he, he wants to go to the Lakers. Did you hear that part? He wants to go to Los Angeles. I did Angeles not hear that part. Yeah. He he wants to go he wants to go to Los Angeles, preferably the Lakers. I guess he is so from I, LA as well. I did not even realize you, that. Do you think this is a preemptive I know LeBron's gonna go there and we're gonna play together type of thing? Um I I mean I that might that could be a part of it. I I didn't realize that he was from Los Angeles at the time, so that it could be another Paul George situation times two. Um but I will <laughs> I will say this, Marie, because I'm, I'm I am I am curious, and we we can get into some of these other guys in a few minutes. But like, you know, you you thought I was being too cocky when when the season was going on. Uh, yeah. do, do you still do you still think that I'm 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 insane? The notion of like these guys coming to LA does it, does it still looking bad for me, or, or do you see the tide turning a little bit here? I mean, this definitely makes it look a little bit better. Had this not come out, then I still would think that Los Angeles is is a, a distant third even uh maybe even fourth and maybe even not even top five to LeBron to land LeBron James as things are sitting without any Kawhi Leonard news or anybody coming out and saying they want to play for the Lakers to me yeah he's got better options out there if he stays in Cleveland to me that's a better option to be honest with you even though that team was in shambles this season I feel like they could find a way to build a better team around him than, than what the Lakers have right now because they're just really young. The Lakers are really young and very talented, but that doesn't win you NBA championships. You need some sort of veteran presence aside from LeBron James, in my opinion. So Cleveland would be a better option for me. I would say Houston, Philadelphia, and even the Celtics, which pains me to say because it, I, I'm still torn on how I would react if LeBron James signed with the Celtics, and we can get into that in more depth later if we really want to, but uh, I, I, I'm inclined to think that I would sell a lot of tickets and kind of be disgusted and ultimately want the team to win. I'm not going to hold it against the team for going out and getting the best player in the league, but regardless, that's not what we're, we're, we're talking about right now. So to me, that, that makes, that leaves the Lakers at, uh, at what is that? One, two, three, that's, that's fifth. So I'm sure I could come up with another team that would be in a better situation uh, in, at least in the immediate future than the Lakers, but those are the only four teams that has, have yeah. really been linked to LeBron at this point. So we'll leave it at that. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're also jumping in on all of, we're still on Kawhi Leonard. Like, I think right. you're insane, but we're still on Kawhi Leonard, but you were, you taught, you tied it into the Lakers. And I mean, the whole thing was that you are, were convinced that LeBron was going to go to the Lakers the, during this season. And I still, aside from Kawhi Leonard's thing today, I still would feel like the Lakers are, are a distant fourth. But at this point with Leonard there, I'd certainly put them ahead of Philadelphia. Uh, and then it would be debatable for me as far as Houston and the Celtics are concerned. But with Houston Leonard, Celtics you've got to have problems. You've got to put them against Cle- uh, uh, ahead of Cleveland as well. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get into the little part in a, in a few 
Uh, you know what? No, you 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 know what? You're, you're pushing the save rate. We're we're gonna go we're gonna go right to. Hold it. on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's wait it out right now. Uh, let's right. go to a, a caller. Let's go to the call line three two three six four two one four eight four because I'm sure he wants to talk about Celtic stuff, and we'll bring him back a little bit later in the show because we enjoy his company, right? Uh, but Sam in San Diego, I'm interested to see, to see what he thinks about this whole Kawhi Leonard thing because. Uh, I know that he's got a pulse on this as well. Sam, you've yeah, been talking about Kawhi Leonard hard. for a little while. What's going on? Yeah, I think it's particularly interesting because um, obviously because of that rumor that came out about us interested in the Celtics interested in at the trade deadline, you'd have to think that that Smart was part of that. Um, and then obviously maybe like a Jalen Brown and then whatever salary filler it is to get to that 20 million, I think that Kawhi makes, but um and obviously things are different now. So as far as the values of our players, so I don't know. I, I think that you have to think that Danny would be interested in something like that if it, if, if he has a shot at it. I, I know that none of us want to give up any of those young players at this point, but he's a player that, regardless of where he wants to go, um, we have to show interest in. And, and I don't really completely agree that that a player like that loses value once he announces he wants to be traded because unless he was to say, I only want to go to the Lakers, there's going to be That's kind of what he said there. Billy. He said he, he would prefer to go to LA and no, no, he said he, the he, Lakers. I'm sorry. He said he wants to go to LA, preferably the Lakers among the two LA teams. That was my right. understanding of it. But, but, but that's not a but, trade yeah. demand to LA. That's just a preference, I, I, you know. So, oh, I, see, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To, just to clarify, I read it as a a trade demand to L.A. the city with a preference of the two teams to be the Lakers. But right. I, I, I just guess read, you read it, it as a preference. Yeah. So uh, to me, that's no different than a Paul George, who got traded to Indianapolis against his wishes to go to L.A. And now, you know, it's a question as to whether or not he's still going to go to L.A. So. Um, I, I don't think his value comes down. I think I think if Philly is interested and Boston is interested, then those are three teams that that are going to vie for that and and kind of raise that value right back up. Right, he's top three player in the league. I wonder what what my my question about Philly is: What are their trade assets outside of Embiid and Simmons? Like I I know they have they have cap space in in that scenario that they can make a run at somebody. I just don't think I don't think that Robert Covington in uh, I mean, maybe Fultz is still Fultz is still an interesting Fultz. asset, but like, I I don't know. I mean, I, he doesn't, I don't think he, he doesn't land you Kawhi, but but a, right. a package of a couple different guys might. And um, Philadelphia definitely pick. has the cap space. Maybe if they've got a pick, I don't know what their pick situation looks like, but um, I, I don't don't sleep on them thinking about Dario Saric as, as an option as well. If you get a guy like Kawhi Leonard. To me, I mean, they play different positions, but Sarge becomes expendable, and he might already be expendable for them. And he, so they—that's another option right there. I think if you put together a package of Sarge and Fultz with maybe another player thrown in and a pick, you're starting to, to get to a good spot uh, if you're the Spurs because I don't think the offers are going to be bl- blowing them away. That's the way I no, think. I don't. I don't either. They—they they still have—they have the number ten pick from the Lakers this year that they can throw into that deal. And then if they trade for Kawhi, they still have money for, for, for LeBron. So they, they've got potentially a dream scenario, just like the Lakers would, if they can get their three players. But so I think, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be value in, in, in trading for him from several areas. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Um, and how Boston plays a part, but 
I wanted to ask uh wanted to ask um Calvin um this is a retro question but um you had talked about the Celtics to trade Jalen Brown for Nurkic um would you still make that trade um I mean it's it's a difficult it's, it's an interesting uh question I it's funny cuz I was you you mentioned Jalen Brown a minute ago and I I I've been hearing like a lot of things about it, like how Jalen Brown might be on the block for the Celtics anyway, just because of Hayward coming back and like he's a young guy that can trade for it, like that he's an asset that like Ainge seems to be like dangling out there somewhat. Um, yeah, it's hard because of the direction of the league, right? To in, now to trade like any center for any wing basically, unless it's Anthony Davis or somebody. So I understand why I, I probably wouldn't do it, but I don't. I don't necessarily think it would make the team worse. I think it might. I like. I, I think if Nurkic is in that position and, and Hayward's in Jalen Brown's position, the team's probably better than they are with you know Jalen Brown playing 18 minutes a game next season. I will say that. I, I think that if Jalen is available, then then don't you think that Boston would go full board at at uh, at San Antonio for Kawhi in that case? I would think so too. I mean, I. <laughs> And Brown is the guy that's more available than Tatum. You have to you have to agree there. I think everybody at this yeah. point would agree with that. But um, I, it, it depends. See, it, yeah, it depends, throw him out there. As I was saying, if you, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Yeah, as I was saying earlier, I don't. I mean, maybe guys. It depends on on like how you feel about like Kawhi Leonard's will, right? Like if you feel like you can trade for Kawhi and like not have him leave in a year when he's a free agent, then you then you do it. Um, if you think that like he's he's going to sort of hold you responsible for trading for him in a way, then then I would like second guess it. I I I feel like I personally don't know enough about Kawhi to to feel confident in making that trade. Um, even as a Laker fan, I sort I sort of feel like the Lakers aren't going to be the team to trade for Kawhi just because I mean unless LeBron comes and turns into a thing, and then like maybe Kawhi gets moved forward. But uh, otherwise, I think they'll do the same thing they did with George, which is like lowball the Spurs and then be content to wait out the year and hope he comes anyway. Yeah, actually, and that leads me to my final question for you guys. And and uh, I've been asking this on social media and haven't really gotten an answer. Um, so I kind of devised my own answer. The the question about on on this particular CBA, how they changed it to where uh, where players can sign extensions, but it's significantly less than what what it would be if they go to free agency. Um, that, that seems to put teams in a constant situation where they have to wait it out and, and, and make decisions on their players before they reach free agency or they risk losing them. Um, it, it would seem that that would be something that you'd want, that you'd want the signing to be beneficial to, um, to the player in terms of money and then in terms of, to the team in terms of holding value. So the only thing I can think of as a reason why they would have made it that way was for, uh, as, a, as a risk management for the team to – have not have the player get injured maybe uh, in that last year. I, could, I can't think of any other reason why they did it this way. It seems to be such a, a bad setup. I mean, it's just, it's just leading into the whole, like they don't want, they're afraid everyone's going to want to go to the Lakers, but, or to some other team, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're worried about the Kevin Durant scenario. They're trying to slow it down, but I don't really think it's working. Do you guys, I don't, I don't think it's like, I mean, who, look, 
Chris Paul uh, wanted to leave the. Uh, here, here's what's happening now in in its stead, right? Instead of guys saying, "Okay, well, I guess I'll have," to, instead of like uh, Chris Paul saying, "Well, I guess I'll have to resign with the Clippers uh, because they can pay me more money than anyone else," he's going, uh, you know, he's going. Uh, I'm just going to opt into my uh, my option and then have you trade me and then uh, Houston will have my bird rights and I'll resign with them. You know, like that's what they're doing now. It's like the the sign the sign in trades coming back is really like the opt in is a, a version of the sign in trade that's coming back. Yep. These guys are just finding other ways. Oh, so you, oh, you don't want to lose yeah. me for nothing. Well, then you're going to have to take some garbage back from this other team. You'll get some assets back for it. That that seems to be where we're at right now, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what else? Yeah, but they, they they also are tending to say, well, maybe I'll just take a little bit less money and go to a, a place that's going to be better for me. It's the best of both worlds. If they yeah. take less money and they, they actually start winning, like it's not that much less compared for some of these guys anyway, not that much less compared to the, the fact, the factor of winning. And if they put a, a, a dollar amount on that winning factor, then it makes it easier for them to sign a little bit less of a contract. So I just, but the, the, yeah, the but max is still out there and, 10 of the like 10 to 15 maybe even 20 players are going to get it probably but um but what i meant was it doesn't mean as much anymore um but but i mean like in the case of like Kyrie though where he's he loses 80 million if he signs an extension early why why would they have set it up that way where the player has to wait till free agency i would think that 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 the benefits would be where you can sign him to an extension now so the the team understands where they are with the player, and 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 if the player won't sign that extension the year before free agency, then they can trade him. But as it is now, it forces the player to have to go to free agency to make that money. Why would yeah, they Calvin's set it a up CBA that guy. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. So uh, if I mean, uh, I, I, if you can unravel this thing. It's because this deal was signed when when the cap was rapidly escalating every year, and the players didn't like they wanted a scenario where like they would become free agents before because because in in, in that case if you signed your year your uh, if Kawhi Leonard signed his five year supermax, let's say the cap was still you know wouldn't just start and the cap was escalating every year, that five year supermax is going to be what like fifty million or more less than it would be if you waited the extra two years uh, to become a free agent. Okay. Well, I think that's something that's probably going to have to change next time. Cause, or, or maybe just maybe the NBA loves this that you know Kyrie is in the news because he can't sign yet, right? And they can kind of spin these stories and and, and create all this fake news. So you know what? Anyway, I, I don't I don't think the NBA minds what's going on here. I think they're still making more money than they have in the past, and maybe the salary cap didn't go up as much as they thought it was going to, but they are on the up. They're they're trending upward. They're one of the more profitable leagues in the United States and it, it just, it looks good for them. So I don't think that they're concerned uh, so much with the way mm-hmm. that things are shaking out right now. I think that they're happy with, with, with it, even though a sweep in the NBA finals is not ideal, they would have made more money with a little bit more competition. The ball is still there. Like you just said, Sam, and that is kind of what drives a lot of their money as well. And not only that, but I, it, it seems like the the high level star players are seem to be willing to sacrifice security for control. Like LeBron's been rolling over one year contracts since he's been in Cleveland. Like he doesn't care. He yep. he, he, no, does he knows that to like allow he he if that allows him to hold the franchise completely hostage year in and year out. Like do I do I feel like LeBron, for example, is going to like Cleveland's ability to offer LeBron more money? Do you think he even cares in the slightest about that? I don't. Right? Do you, do you if you'll no. go if 
Like, he'll screw over Cleveland at the drop of a hat to go to some new team that can pay sure. in a regular Supermax. Without, like, Le- LeBron probably doesn't even want the Supermax. He probably just wants a, a three-year deal with an option after two, right? That's probably all because why is he going to want to be locked in for another five years? Then all of a sudden, like, the team has the power. I, I just don't see LeBron being that guy. Um, Chris Paul, on the other hand, will, will want the, the Supermax, but... Other than that, like I maybe think, Kawhi yeah. will want it because he's a guy. He's coming off this Achilles injury, and he he yep. wants you know his new. T- depending on what team he goes to and how Kyrie. healthy he is at the start of the season, yeah, Kyrie will probably want, want it for for yeah he'll want it for status sake, right? But like I but well, right now I mean, he's still he, in the position. He kind of deserves it too. That's debatable. Obviously, he's not. I wouldn't say that he's one of the top five players in the league, but uh, yeah. I still contend that he's an MVP candidate in his current situation, and that that he does deserve pretty much top dollar. And it, I mean, like I said earlier, fifteen or twenty guys are, are potentially going to get a supermax just because of the way things are structured, and that's probably a high, a high number. Like obviously, that's an that's a little bit on the high side, and maybe not that many, but potentially that could happen. And that would be crazy to me because there aren't 15 or 20 guys that deserve that amount of money. But if you're talking about guys that deserve it, I think Kyrie's in that, in that discussion. Well, guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, uh, I'm glad, to, right, glad to hear you guys are back and hope, hope you guys are here yeah. all summer. So have a, every good, few uh, weeks or so. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's we will try to work, work this thing out so that it's more often than a week or than every three weeks. We, uh, we say that every time, but then things come up and what have you, and we're here still. Um, yeah, we're not going any, uh, going anywhere anytime soon, but maybe not as consistent as we've been in the past few years. Anyway, thanks Sam. Nice to talk to you next time you're in Boston. Hit me up as always. And actually, we'll do. I forgot, I'm going to hit you up when I go to San Diego in a couple months. So I'll see you then. Perfect. Will be... All right, Bye, man. There you go. Sam in San Diego. Calvin, you want to come down to San Diego in August and meet meet up with me and Sam or what? Uh, that might be something we can work out. We'll, we'll oh, wow. We'll okay. Talk about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm surprised by that answer. All right. Took me to my surprise. What's next here? Where are we going with this? <laughs> you, expected me, you expected me to just openly be like, oh, nah. Yeah, nah. I don't really. No, thanks. Don't want to go to San Diego. That's what I expected. Yep. I was actually going to go to San Diego this weekend, but uh, the plans uh, fell out. So. Fair enough. I was also going to go to Big Bear, Big Bear this weekend, and those plans fell out as well. So. Not well, anything sounds like weekend. Calvin needs needs a buddy this weekend. If anybody's not doing anything or they are doing something and want Calvin to tag along, let him know. Hit me up. Let's go. I don't know how you're um, anyway, uh, let's see. Where, 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 look, look. So this, I, this, I yeah. think there's more LeBron discussion. We've also yeah. got to talk about burner Twitter accounts for a few minutes at least. And uh, other than that, I mean, I keep mentioning the, the sweep in the NBA finals. I don't know if there's anything you want to say about that, but I do think for a few minutes we should at least talk about whether that's good for the league or not. So where do you want yeah, to go? I definitely have- I play, let's go in the finals. You know what? We'll talk about those finals, and then we'll get back into LeBron. Because that's really the meteor. Look, the the future of the NBA is always, like, the, the most interesting stuff to talk about, right? So but let's just get this final stuff out of the way, um, because we have not had a chance to really, really break it down. Rory, do you, let me, let's just start with game one, because we really haven't had a show since the finals. Sure. Like, it was such a big deal, right? When J.R. Smith had that mental mistake in Game One, uh, where he, <laughs> yes. he ran the clock out at the end of regulation. First of all, we don't we don't know that like 
they would they would have scored again and won. But let's just say hypothetically they would have scored again and won. In retrospect, does that do anything to change the series? I I feel like the answer is uh, no. Probably right? not. I would think not. Uh, people would say that oh, Cleveland had the lead, would have the series lead, and they they would have been able to go back to Cleveland uh, and win a couple games, and then they would have been able to stretch it out a little bit further. Maybe it goes six, maybe it even goes seven. Uh, but I, I just don't I don't see it that way. To me, yep. uh, that that game would have been a, the only game that that Golden State dropped. And after seeing the way that they just basically manhandled Cleveland the rest of the series confident in saying that uh, if they had dropped the first game they wouldn't have lost again they would have won in five and that would have been that so no i don't think the series outcome would have been changed at all but it's a fun little thing to talk about because it's just one more blunder in the life of J.R. smith oh yeah it is a fun thing to talk about i mean i i think that like cleveland was never good enough and like it, we all hyped ourselves back into it and really they played well in in the eastern uh, in not in the first round of the, of the Eastern playoffs, but against the Toronto, they swept them. And then uh, against the Celtics, it was, it was pretty much 50-50, right? I mean, yeah, they they won, but, like, there was yeah. this notion that, okay, well, now we're going back to the same inevitable thing. But, no, because that, that Cleveland team, like, wasn't the Cleveland team of a couple years ago. I, I think there's this notion out there, like, oh, the Warriors are just unbeatable and the NBA is boring. And it, But it's not – to me, it wasn't the Warriors. The Warriors are the Warriors. It was the fact that the Cavs are terrible. So, like, yes. you, you know, you so, put... So, to that, I would you ask put, you, uh, do you, do you okay, think the Celtics would have actually given Golden State a better series? I believe that the Celtics would have, if not won a game, they would have been competitive in every single game, and they wouldn't have been taking their best player out of the game with four minutes to go in an in elimination situ- situation. Those guys would have tried a lot harder, and I think their young legs would have taken them a lot further, which makes it even more disappointing that they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm happy with the results of the season. I will never back down from that statement because I've been saying it for six months. Maybe not six. Well, yeah, probably about four months I've been saying it, that I'm happy. Once Kyrie kind of went down, it it looked to me like it was going to be a successful season. So I'm not going to back off of that. I still feel happy about what the Celtics did. But there's still a side of me that is disappointed in the fact that they didn't go to the NBA finals. I think they could have won a game. And if they didn't win a game, like I said, it would have been competitive and watchable. This NBA finals was not watchable unless you were a Warriors fan. No. And again, as, as I said before, it's, I'm one of the people where like, it's hard for me to hate this Warriors team because of, because their style is so entertaining to watch. And like, I know that like Draymond Green is Draymond Green, but like, so like he's hateable, obviously, right? But and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is uh, Kevin Durant is actually probably my least favorite Warrior, if I'm being honest at this point. Like I used to like Kevin, and it's not because he went to the Warriors. It's just like he's just so bitter and salty all the time, and like such in a bad mood. He like used to be like an uh, you know I don't know. He's a guy who can't take criticism and he overreacts to things. And I find myself like like really being disenchanted by Kevin Durant. But uh, other than that, like um. The Warriors are a fun team, so, like, I don't really hate them. And I don't think, like, it's like the narrative because they smashed Cleveland is being rewritten as, like, oh, well, the inevitable happened. But, but, like, we're just forgetting the fact that that, that they were in trouble in that Houston series. Uh, They were down. If Chris Paul didn't get hurt, there's an argument there, even though I also hate that, right? Like, a guy gets hurt and all of a sudden we act like, well, Houston was a real champ and just 
bad fortune. Yeah, I mean, people people say that, but at the same time, Houston missed 27 threes in a row or whatever it was. So that's not on Chris Paul. A lot of those were open shots. You know, that's that you can't hang that on Chris Paul. But my my point is, look, as a person who has like no stake in it, and yeah, and. And everything I said about the Warriors is like the opposite is true of Houston, which is like I find their basketball to be like nearly unwatchable. Um, but all, all all that aside, those teams played a hard-fought seven-game series in which the Warriors were down and they they were on the ropes. So like that from from a, a perspective of someone who's a Lakers fan and really could not care less because neither of those teams is like a team that I hate per se. Like. I was I was fine with that series. I was fine with the fact that they were tested and they came out on the other side. Like that's that's more than you get like in a lot of playoff series. It's it's not really like oh the league it's it's over for the league uh, because the because the Cavs weren't very good. Yeah, I mean when when we get to the final, like you you made a statement earlier about how like you, like you think the like the Lakers were fifth or whatever on your list because the the Cavs were like. A, a better situation for LeBron right now, and I think that statement is insane. But we, we can we can compare we can compare rosters if you want. I'm, but like, yeah, I, I think that's an insane statement considering like how much talent. I, I'll, I'll grant you that they I have just, Kevin Love. I just I'm not like, talking about I'm not. I, I just think that he has a better chance to win a championship in Cleveland over the next three years than in Los Angeles. The talent is not necessarily there, but the veteran presence is. Uh, and I mean, from J.R. Smith being a bonehead, I think that that they're not horrible. I mean, Kevin Love, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, he's signed through next year. And Tristan Thompson, I've always thought as a solid player. So I I think that the Lakers are just too young for LeBron to 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 take to an NBA championship at this point, especially in the Western Conference. So if he goes to the Lakers, unless somebody else shows up like a Kawhi Leonard. I'm not even sure if, if I put Paul George in the same situation, but if the two of them are there, they might be able to go up against Golden State. Uh, but unless something like that happens, to me, the way it's constituted, LeBron has a better shot in Cleveland with those those veteran guys being in the Eastern Conference. It's not about the future for for that comment. It's it's strictly about the next two to three years. No, obviously, look, LeBron is not a future future X guy. He's present X guy. But like the the problem with the, there's multiple things uh, that I have multiple issues I take with this one, and you didn't actually say this, but this is the most common criticism, so I'll, I'll address it. Like I don't necessarily think that like LeBron has to quote stay in the East so he can get back to the finals to play the Warriors because, because here's the thing he's going to have to play the Warriors either way, right? Sure. Whether it be in the finals or whether it be like you know, in the Western Conference Finals. If he's beat, right, if LeBron beats the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals with X Western team, then he's probably sure. the favorite in the finals anyway. So like, yeah, of course, and that's, and that's it, fine. It, but, that, but to me, it's easier to get, to get to the finals in the East than it is to get to the Western Conference Finals and beat the Warriors with the Lakers. I just, it, Houston's a different story. If he finds a way to team up with somebody in Oklahoma City, that's a different story, but... I mean, if I go to New Orleans, if that, if that could possibly happen, look, these minute. are all pipe dreams for those teams. That's a different story as well. I just don't look at, at the Lakers without another piece as a place that can actually contend and compete with the Warriors. Right, but, but one, there would be another piece because the Lakers, have, the Lakers have cap space for two max salary contracts. Paul George, you just said you just named Oklahoma City as a team where he he could go to. Well, like I'm that, assuming the that George would leave. Right now is, what's that? 
I'm assuming that George leaves Oklahoma City in that situation. Right. I, right. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't think that Paul George and LeBron James puts the Lakers in a better position than LeBron James, Tristan Thompson, and Kevin Love. I, I just don't because the Eastern Conference is that much worse. It, it's he. He would still, to me, get to the NBA Finals with that team. Forget about the Celtics at this point because no, who knows what's going to happen with them and their injuries, etc. But. Cleveland would still be a team that people are, are saying would go to the NBA Finals. If here's what here's what I'm saying. If Tristan, look, you're, you, one, you you're, you're undervaluing like the impact that LeBron has on his team. If Tristan Thompson is the third name you're naming, all right, you, whatever player you want to say is is the Lakers' third best player in the scenario where Paul George and LeBron comes to the Lakers, the answer is Brandon Ingram, by the way. But let's just say well, whoever you want to say that player is like I, I there, there are four or five. Maybe that's overstating it. There are three or four at least players better than Tristan Thompson on the Lakers right now. So I don't like the the, the LeBron just pushing that talent. The experience you know, factor is huge for me, though. That's that's part of the thing with Tristan Thompson, and he he didn't play that great in the playoffs this year. But I I feel like some, there's something going on with him. I don't know, but just based on history, I'd rather have him in a in a crunch time clutch finals type of situation than Brandon Ingram. And that doesn't speak to the talent of either player. It just speaks to where I, I feel that they are in their careers. I understand, look, I understand what you're saying about experience, but, he, but the other point I was going to make is, like, even, even that doesn't matter in the scenario that LeBron comes because, look, and, and this is like the downside of LeBron uh, coming to my team, and it's sort of, it's sort of being personified right now, like literally right at this moment from this – uh, Kawhi Leonard statement, which is that, like, I really like this Lakers team. Like, there's a lot of young players that I enjoy, but like, the, the, any scenario in which LeBron comes here, like, those guys are moving. Like, the the team the team that exists this year, and w- when LeBron right. gets here, like, a lot of those guys wouldn't be here, even if Kawhi yep. doesn't come. You know what I mean? That's the same like, for the other, That's the same for everyone, really. Yeah, yeah. Other players are getting moved to build oh, yeah. that team around and in, in, in the timeline of the Lakers not being ready doesn't really matter so much as like once you get LeBron and Paul George under contract, then like, like those guys are what's called assets and those guys are going to be moved for other guys who fit LeBron's timeline better. Anyway, it's just the fact that like the Lakers have that ability in yeah, a way that I mean, Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland so doesn't the have the thing, ability to move anything. The thing about anyway. that is that I'm just basing it strictly off of the here and now and what the look like I'm not trying to speculate about who they'll trade for which veteran player is going to come along with LeBron do they have a shooter like Kyle Korver uh, do they get another player from a different team that's given given them some toughness what have you I'm just looking at what the situation is right now because we don't know who that's going to be so if you want to speculate about LeBron going there that's fine and add another piece that's fine too I still think that they have a tougher to the NBA finals than Cleveland would have as set up right now. And I'm just looking at who's actually signed in Cleveland and they would keep, they would basically have to retain the same team and figure out another couple of players here or there. I just, I'm maybe I'm, maybe it's the green goggles. Maybe I'm being a Celtics Homer or something. I don't buy into what the Lakers have this upcoming season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, the, in this scenario, like the, the Lakers are, even if they don't trade for Kawhi, uh, the, the Lakers are way more of a canvas for LeBron, the GM to wait. Again, it's this if this happens, which I it's 
like oh. Bavada has them as as by far the favorite to land the final. And some of that, so, of course, is like the the um. Well, the other just Vegas. the other question I would have for you is not to cut you off, but okay, or to make you not have a point here, but um, which you did for this time. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, is why are you convinced that it's going to happen within a year? I mean, maybe three years, sure, but it always takes this guy a year to get acclimated and, and figure things out. He doesn't just go to a place and win a title immediately. Who, LeBron? Yeah. We're talking about, no, but he, well, he does go to, a play, uh, go to a place and get to the NBA Finals immediately, though. Or, like, look, I'm not even saying they'll be the it, – it, it, look, LeBron coming to the Lakers, it would be impossible for me to speculate on how good they would be immediately until I saw the roster, right, or, like, how they played. My only point is, like, we're, we're not talking about them – uh, we're not talking about results right now. We're talking about like we're talking about process. Why the, the the notion that like LeBron would be better off staying in Cleveland than going to Los Angeles can't be true because Los Angeles gives him the option to do a lot of different things with with the roster or have them move the roster in a lot of different ways to fit LeBron. Whereas Cleveland is much more limited in that respect, and he'd have to run back the same team that we've already – like, why would you run back the same team that you've lost uh, twice in a row badly to the Warriors with when you can create a new scenario? With, and, and in that scenario, even leaving Kawhi out, Paul George is better than anyone on your team right now. The, that scenario is still unknown, though. And I, I just – man, I, LeBron. I'm, I'm – it's LeBron, except for LeBron. That's the only thing that we're that I'm going to concede right now is that I'm, we're just going to assume that LeBron will be there. Other than that, like I don't know what they're going to do. And Cleveland got there; they figured out how to do it. They found a way to beat the Celtics, and they got there. You know, so yes, they put, no, no. I, it's, they, but wait, wait, they got there through the through the power of LeBron. Now, like if you if you look, they had Kyrie when they won sure. won a championship. Now, now they don't. If you look look at what's on their roster right now. They have that Nets pick, but but that Nets pick, whoever it is, younger than anyone, less experienced than anyone on the Lakers right now, right? So like, so you can't make the argument. The argument you're making doesn't apply to that thing, right? So other than that, like, look, Kevin Love, maybe you can trade him away for something, maybe not, but it's still less flexible than having another max salary cap space to sign Paul George or do something else with it. Like, in 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 that scenario, and by the way, you're LeBron, like, you you hate Dan Gilbert. You're in, you're like why would you go back? The, the reason Cleveland won is LeBron and like all those moves that they made to get the guys that they got were almost all bad moves and they still made it to the finals. That team is terrible. Like as, I, at least in, in you want to talk about these other teams. Look, Philadelphia has an argument, right? Because Philadelphia also has uh, max cap space for one player, uh, and they have Simmons and Embiid. That is an issue for stylistically with LeBron, but I don't think it's as big of an issue as people make it out to be. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons probably needs to learn how to shoot at some point. Does that team does that team uh, win the championship? Probably not, but it, but it's interesting enough that I think LeBron would think about it. But other than that, like this this Houston idea, you know you know how many things Houston has to do to get Le- LeBron James on their team, especially because uh, oh they'd have to rip it apart. Yeah, but 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 especially because Chris Paul said he's not accepting less than the max. That's already out there. Okay, so. They have to one find find someone to take on Ryan Anderson's contract. Good luck with that, right? Sure, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have to they have to get rid of uh, they have to get rid of Eric Gordon. They have to get rid of Trevor Ariza. Uh, 
Those are, you know, Trevor is a free agent, Eric Gordon is traded. So, that's so you're assuming that Chris fine. Paul sticks around with the Max, right? That's well. That's what like the the word is yeah. is, is that it's a fact. So we're talking to, we're talking Harden, Paul, and and LeBron James, basically all Max players. If you want to think about it, I mean, who knows what right. LeBron would sign exactly. for? But yeah, and Cl- so that's Clint your big Capella, three, and yeah. you're, you're, and then you've got Capella. Capella's a free agent. Player. You have to you have to, you have to let him walk. So I'm not even sure. It's as weird as this is going well, to sound. They have a qualifying offer with Capella. Yeah, Isn't but he's going to match that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's he's, true. he's restricted. Well, you, you don't think someone's going to look, especially in this scenario? Like, no, the scenario that LeBron like wants. No, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, and like it, the, it. What do you think it's going to be a big secret that LeBron? If, if LeBron was like, okay, I choose Houston. So for Houston, it to me, it's completely unrealistic that LeBron ends up on the Rockets. They'd have to let Capello. I, it, you said my question to you is really, again, it's hard. To, it's impossible to like make this argument about LeBron. But is Houston even better with LeBron in this scenario? Because then they, they lose their identity as a team that spaces the floor outside of uh, Harden and Chris Paul. And more importantly, James, James Harden has the ball in his hands all the time. That's what he does. And so does Chris Paul. Now, they've, they've done a good yeah, job doing the weird LeBron Wade thing. They've done a good job, yeah, doing the LeBron Wade thing of alternating so possessions. This, but how does that work this with makes me wonder. This makes me wonder now, even if he goes to Philadelphia and he would – he defer maybe he would defer to Ben Simmons or he'd defer to to somebody else over there. Not obviously he's not the greatest ball handler in the world. Um, but this makes me wonder if in Houston he would defer to James Harden or if he goes to the Lakers, would he defer to the younger superstar that is going to join him, whoever it is? Yeah. Is, is LeBron ready to defer? That's the question I have for you. If he is, then I think it will extend his career. And it'll make the team that he goes to better, to be honest with you. Uh, but if he's not ready to do that and he still needs to be the man and have everything run through him, then you're absolutely right. Houston is is a strange place for him to go. No, of course he's not ready to defer, which is another reason why the Lakers scenario works out for him, because Paul George is a passive offensive player. And by the way, Kawhi is pretty passive too. And that's in that scenario where somehow they end up with them both. Like, that's LeBron's dream scenario, right? But like, um, yeah. So the Celtics, I don't. Again, I don't see the Celtics. Even though the Celtics have a lot of assets, right? I, you know, you know what asset they don't have? Cap space. Like, I don't see it as as right. realistic that Le, again because I because I've already mentioned like LeBron's not trying to get a supermax. So like the idea, I I don't see him like giving Cleveland uh, the benefit of the doubt with like a sign and trade unless he's unless he's like really desperate to go to a. a a place without cap space. I just think he has better options in which to screw over Cleveland. And be, beyond that, there's no way he's going to play on the same team with Kawhi. So, I mean, not Kawhi. Sorry, Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie. So yeah. So, so so do I. And I also don't think the Cavs are trading back for Kyrie because Kyrie would walk immediately after next season. So like, what? So what's the scenario in which LeBron goes to the Celtics? Yeah, I, it, I don't think there is a scenario there, and I, I think that that's another. We're talking about deferring. Is he ready to, to defer? If he came to Boston, he would have to defer to the coach and the the GM. He defers he to those say. two guys. He, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So he's not going to defer to the coach and the GM. That's the reason he's not going to come to Boston. If we both agree that he's not ready to be that guy on the court, why would he be that guy in any other aspect? I just, I feel like, uh, I feel like he, uh, he just wouldn't 
want to agree to that, especially in Boston. So that that's why I take them off the table. But my question for you now is, uh, what about San Antonio? Is that going to become an option if Kawhi Leonard and indeed gets traded? Could they could they find a way to free up some space for LeBron James? And would he even go there? I mean, I think that that would be a situation where he could sort of demand control on the court and maybe he would have to defer to Popovich a little bit, but uh, he would also probably have some insight into, into the GM situation. Unless I'm reading the Spurs incorrectly and they're more like the Celtics, LaMarcus Aldridge is a, somewhat of a passive offensive player as well. They're getting a little old down there, but do the Spurs get their hat in the ring at this point with, with Kawhi Leonard being traded away or potentially being traded away? It's hard for me to think they do, right? Because I think, yeah, LeBron likes Popovich, but I think a big part of the appeal was to, like, to go down and play with Kawhi. And the Spurs don't have the cap space to sign LeBron outright. Nobody does, basically. Like, four teams, five teams do. Um, so to make that happen again, they have to do a deal with Cleveland. What, uh, what are, they, are they trading LeBron for Kawhi? It, I mean, that's, that's essentially what it would have to be, right? I mean, Cleveland, I'm sure Cleveland would be overjoyed with that scenario. But then, then LeBron goes and plays with like, you know, you talk about a that's team best that's not ready, huh? What's that? Yeah, that's, that would be the best like, case for Cleveland. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But but like in in, in that scenario, as LeBron goes to San Antonio and he's in, he's in a Western team without you know that much maneuverability or like who's who's he going down there to play with? I guess like Lamarcus Aldridge. Like, Aldridge, that's, yeah. That's, It'd be, it would be it would be Aldridge like, and and uh, I mean. You're talking about Patty Mills. Who knows what he does? But Paul Gasol is signed for the next couple of years, and that's not a player you're really looking for if you're LeBron James. So, uh, right. Those I mean, are the, you those slam are the, the Lakers, like yeah, you slam the Lakers for like what they have on the table. If they, oh if, no, if, I'm not if, trying to. I'm not trying Antonio, to say it would yeah. be a better situation. I'm just trying to say, do they have a shot at it now? Because based on basketball uh, situations, they sound like a better place for LeBron to play his game than Houston. So maybe they're not a better team than Houston, but maybe they are more appealing to LeBron because he can have that control on the court. Maybe. Uh, I, in case, I'm, I was right? just throwing, throwing stuff against the wall. We're up against it here. We, may, we can take yep. a few minutes uh, over, but let's, uh, let's quickly touch on the Philadelphia 76ers and what's going on with them because their president slash GM is out. And uh, now – Brett Brown is going to be running things for the foreseeable future, interim anyway. And uh, we have another coach GM in the league right now because of that. Stan Van Gundy gone, Brett Brown back as coach slash GM. So is this going to be too much for Brett Brown to handle over the next year? Maybe they'll fill the position quickly. Who knows? But more importantly, what in God's name was Brian Colangelo slash his wife thinking when they created burner Twitter accounts to not only rip their own players, but divulge medical information, draft planning, and other in, inside information that was not public knowledge. What were they thinking? And how, if it really was his wife, how pissed is he at her right now? Like, I just don't understand. Well, the, the how pissed is he at her is a really interesting question right off the top, right? Because here's the thing. Yes, he got fired. So I guess I guess the answer to your question is probably pretty pissed, right? But the, 
if the flip side of that coin is like how much I mean I know you're not married but you have a girlfriend like you're yeah imagine like your girlfriend being like so protective of you at work that she created a bunch of fake Twitter accounts to like slander other people in the office because because of the way yeah in, in talking about how like how like you do the best work in the office and like and so part of you would think like oh you're an insane person but there's the other side is like wow you really you really do care about me that much that you're yeah. defending me on 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 this level like part there, there, there's a portion of me that like respects the ride or die element of like what she's doing here but all that being said like look it, to me it, it's like it's he only has himself to blame like why is he telling her so much information? That's my question. Like, I get like the casual, right. like, that's, like, that's uh, where uh, I get, be, that, that's yeah. where I'm hung up on it. Maybe, maybe she was the one that went to Twitter and didn't tell him at all that she was doing this. And he had absolutely no knowledge of that, but where does he get off? Like, I, I understand like going home and venting about work and saying it was stressful and this and that, right. but, this doesn't seem like a situation where he's going home and complaining about work. Maybe, maybe he's complaining about some of the players. Maybe some of the things that, that, he's, that she said about the players were things that he relayed to her. But on the same side, maybe she is the one that was speculating that on her own. So, I, or on the other side, I should say. But either way, he had, to have, he, he had control over what was put out there into the quote-unquote public knowledge when he told her things. And he should have known that uh, that she wasn't going to be able to keep this a secret or something. Like, whether she's put, creating burner Twitter accounts or she's going and whispering to her friends uh, in the coffee shop, like, it's obvious she, had, she wanted to get this off her chest, right? So I just – you have to put some blame on him regardless of whether he has knowledge of, of the accounts or not. Yeah, it's the specificity of it that, that like is really interesting to me. Like, yeah, because like you said, going home and working, being like, "Oh man, Embiid was really annoying today." Like, that's an understandable conversation to have with your wife, right? But to like divulge the specifics of his medical situation to your wife, right? It's like it's a, it's a little odd to me. Like, it, it, yeah, you, I, I understand why you're skeptical of it almost. Like, because yeah, the reports are that he had no idea um, that she was just doing it, but like. In, in maybe that's true because uh, on the other hand, what's the advantage of like using an anonymous Twitter account to like throw out some specific medical information? Nobody's going to take that as fact anyway. Nobody's going to be like, oh well, uh, X random Twitter account reported this, so therefore like, and and then and B gets shamed accordingly. It it probably was just her because there's no there's no advantage gained from it, right? But it still doesn't make sense why he would like have to tell her that many details and i guess i don't know it, i really don't understand it maybe he's just a guy who really like talks to his wife a lot she she really cares about the sixers all in all a, a very odd story i will say this though i went you know i was curious about the sixer fan reaction so like i went to the the sixer blog the liberty ballers have you ever heard of it yes um, they have like a rivalry right with Celtics blog sometimes uh anyway so i went there to sort of get the reaction from it and like they all they all seem to think like Okay, well, Colangelo was fired, so now like our obstacle in in like not to, in getting LeBron slash free agents like are all gone. Like, I don't see a world in which this has no lingering effects on the 76ers franchise. You think no. it's just all just 
Oh, Chloe. First of all, his dad still works for the organization, Jerry Colangelo. And, like, the team, before they fired him, was, like, trying to find figure out a way to keep him. And, but, yes. Even, even beyond, yeah, even beyond all of those you things. Can't, you listen, you can't, there's also, uh, who knows about the assistant that took the call from the ringer? Who knows if that person is still there and what their relationship was with uh, Brian Colangelo or any of the players, for that matter? There's just, there was too much going on, and it just seems as though something is going on in that organization left and right. Like whether the the medical thing with Markel Fultz or uh, just the fact that they made that trade and and didn't see what Jason Tatum was compared to Fultz. And obviously in five years, maybe I'll be eating these words because Fultz could surpass him, but it certainly doesn't look anything like that right now. I wouldn't bet on it in a million years. So I, I just, the, the 76ers are a little bit downtrodden here, and it just speaks to what's going on in their organization. So players have to be skeptical. And they, I, I would imagine that even guys like Joel Embiid uh, right now would start to wonder, well, what's going on even though Brian's gone? Was he really the only one that was saying all these things about me? Or is there somebody else that doesn't believe in the process? So uh, it's just something I, I feel like more will come out by the end of the summer and we'll maybe we'll see some more organizational changes but Philadelphia yeah. definitely has a black mark on them right now yeah they they're acting like Colangelo's completely divorced from the organization like the buttons making jokes about him in the in the NBA finals like it, it's still the sixers it's not just an ex guy like that's the information about their players was released by their general manager. Right. Um, on Twitter, and it became a national embarrassment. Like, it's it's all bad for them. Like, I'm not saying it's going to, like, keep them from getting anybody in any situation, but it's certainly, like, not just a thing, well, he was fired, so now we're 100% back to normal. No, this is going to have a lingering effect on the Sixers. I would agree, and I can't wait to see what it is, because I've never really respected that franchise either, so... Um, if they fall apart again, that'll be great, especially the way that things have gone for them in the past. They thought they had the process down. doesn't look good. I'd rather be a Celtics fan right now. Glad I am. Rather be a Lakers fan, to be honest with you, Calvin. I think that they've built some – they've got some good young talent there, and if LeBron comes and then that other player comes, looking pretty good for them right now. Not turning the corner yet, but maybe maybe that'll be here soon. Anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us on this Friday afternoon. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, – if I can get back to the stupid studio, I would press the button that plays the music. Did I lose I Calvin? Music. No, I'm oh, sorry. Calvin's still here. This is weird. Anyway, oh, there we go. Now I see your number. Something weird was going on with the with the uh, the switchboard. Anyway, we're out of here now. Thanks for listening. This has been Careless Whispers on CLNS Media. Calvin, talk to you maybe Tuesday. Tuesday. Here. Good night, everyone. Up. There it goes. Goodbye!